Hey all, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. Yes, that is right. We have formed an official partnership with Matt MarvelSnapZone.com. Uh, you will be hearing uh, sponsorship ads, uh, reviews of different features of the website going forward in episodes. I'm very grateful for this partnership and look forward to sharing with you uh, my thoughts about the website and uh, the awesome tools that it has. Uh, with that being said, another thing I just wanted to uh, tell you, the listeners, before we jump into today's episode is that, one, uh, starting from now and going forward, uh, all episodes of the podcast will be available on YouTube, uh, on the Marvel Snap Zone YouTube account, in addition to being uh, available in the normal podcast locations, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're currently listening to it, uh, the podcast will continue to be available going forward. Uh, and one last thing, um, uh, I've been a little slower on recording episodes, as I mentioned uh, recently. Uh, I've been finishing my master's program. That finishes this week, so I am on the cusp of having more free time, uh, both for uh, this podcast, more for my family, etc. So very excited about that. Uh, I do have a backlog of a couple of episodes to get out this week, so we may see upwards of three episodes actually releasing this week. So stay tuned for those. Uh, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you're listening to it so you don't miss any of them. And without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of the MarvelSnapZone.com. Today we are talking patch notes again. Uh, You know, I was just saying to our guest host that I... I was a little surprised. I, w- I was telling myself that it wasn't until next week, but uh, I was wrong. Uh, it came a little sooner than I was expecting. But we are once a- uh, again joined by the great Loot Muncher, who's been with us for the last uh, episodes where we've covered uh, patch notes. And he's here again to break down uh, the buffs, the nerfs, and all of the new things in between. Loot Muncher, thanks for being here again. Oh, yeah, no worries. And it wasn't just the last ones. I've every single patch note ever since the first one. It's I've true. done every patch notes. <laughs> you're you're the patch notes uh, expert. Uh, you know our local our resident uh, patch notes expert. Uh, so appreciate you being here to break this down. So we will get right into it. Uh, there are some interesting things. Again, we'll we'll cover the general stuff first. We usually don't spend a ton of time there. Um, I've we've talked about this on other episodes. Listeners will know this. You know, it had been announced that uh, Second Dinner was going to be giving everybody uh, Jane Foster the Mighty Thor card after they canceled and removed Nexus events, and they would be returning and refunding all the gold. So that is live with this patch. Um, don't think we'll go too deep into that, just because we've kind of talked about how that is a good move and, and really impressive by Second Dinner. Very grateful for that. So we'll dive right into the general section here. A couple of small tweaks. I wonder what your thoughts are, Loot Muncher. Um, first, you can now see your opponent's card backs in the matchmaking screen. Second, um, season pass experience gained from matches now has the same rule as missions. So you can't cheese the season missions. Like uh, you could match um, or sorry, from your daily missions, like you could before. So if you retreat on turn one, two or three, that does not count towards uh, your mission uh, goals, unless your opponent snapped, then it will count. And third, we now allow a player to retreat when an opponent snaps back in the same turn. That is the most interesting to me. Uh, what are your thoughts here on these general updates to the game? 
Yeah, I think the opponent's card back is cool. Just gets to show off your style a little bit more to your opponent. Um, the season pass experience farming being killed when they already killed it the other week. I thought they were going to do it all at once, but uh, killing the mission farm and then killing season pass farm. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it's it was, good. I assumed it was both, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was both last week too, or last time too, but it wasn't. So, but glad to see that they actually went ahead and knocked that out. Just, you know, play the game takes the time it takes to unlock stuff. And then you don't have to like work it like a job. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, and then we, uh, the allow the retreat thing. Now that is very interesting to me too. I think that's a big like thing that's different. Like there was definitely games where I'd get snapped and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll snap. I got a better hand, I think. And them being locked in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really changed a lot. I know that I've talked to some people. I was like, oh, man, I wonder if they're going to fix this bug or when. And they're like, oh, I think it's, like, intentional. And I think this shows that it's not intentional. Yeah. No, it seems like not the expected result they were going for. So I think it'll be interesting. It's like it's not a card change, right? But I think it can change a little bit of how matches go, right, and how gameplay goes. And so I, I, I think there's, I think there's definitely a number of games that's going to be affected by this that – they don't get locked when they snap and get locked in and you snap back. Like I, I bet you that there's numbers that back that up for the cubes, you know, gain and loss. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's been times where I've wished I could go back and, and, and retreat uh, myself. So I'm interested to see how this affects my games. Right. Like I feel like I, I really can't give too. I think it's interesting, but I'm like, I don't know if I really, if it, I think it's good, bad, middling, whatever, until I try it out more. Right. So, so yeah. I think once you play with it and you get start getting that feeling of, oh, like, you know, that it's in the back of your head, oh, I can retreat now as before. Like, when you start thinking about it, that's when it's going to be like, oh, th- this does matter. Yeah. Um, well, after the general, we've got a couple other, um, I'd say, general things. Art and visual effect updates to Colossus, Collector, Black Widow, Arnim Zola, and Cerebro. I haven't, have you, have you I haven't played it at all? Yet. No, I haven't played any of these since okay. the patch. So the, I don't know about the other cards. They don't stand out to me, but Colossus, uh, their a visual effect upgrade is he's the sun now. It's just white. And it's like completely not there. It's just a white block, and it's hilarious. I'm like, this is the upgrade? How many splits do you have to do to get this? Sounds like, like, uh, sounds like a little white. bit of a bug. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, hopefully all, not all of them are just uh, kind of missing in action. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't got a chance to hear any of these either, but we also have some audio updates, update sound effects for human torch voiceover and the collector. Um, and then they added a variety to the in-game announcer snap voiceover, which I think is interesting. So it's not always the same recording of snap, you know, (laughs) Uh, a few more takes thrown in there. Yeah. I don't know if that, I don't know if that was a good impersonation for myself, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, interesting. So um not as big of a a general section as we've seen in the past um and so uh, yeah i I think some some interesting changes um nothing too crazy i think the biggest thing really is the snap uh being able to retreat if after you snap your opponent snaps on the same turn um i think that will be the biggest change to the game going forward with that being said let's dive into the bulk what we like to get into the nitty-gritty of and really talk about our thoughts which is card balance updates um, I'm going to be, uh, you know, we said that I said this to you last time, probably almost word for word. 
I saw some of these coming, others I, I was kind of surprised for, but obviously I'm not a developer, I don't have the data. But I, I think after I've read through these, I think the logic makes sense. Um, so we'll see, we'll, we'll kind of go through here. So first off, Collector. Uh, Collector is a highly played card. He plays with, uh, you know, it was kind of Swarm Discard. He plays with uh, um, Apocalypse. He plays with uh, things like Beast, Falcon. There, I mean, there's so many good cards that play into Collector, which I think influences this change. So the old was he was a two power, or sorry, a two cost, zero power card uh, that read, when a card enters your hand from anywhere except your deck, plus two power. The change is he's a two cost, one power card. So they added one power. When a card enters your car, your hand from anywhere except your deck, plus one power. Um, I mean, it's like it's two down to one, you know. But I think this is a huge nerf to collector. I'm not saying I, I think it's. I'm not saying I think it's bad, but it's definitely a huge uh, power decrease. I mean, it's half, right? Um, what are your thoughts on this change? I think this is a very big change. I know a lot of people thought they were just going to make it ongoing, which I think would have somewhat been a nerf or maybe a buff depending on card interactions and stuff. But uh, yeah, the I mean, you're basically cutting it in half. And I've actually played against Collector since this. They've sped up the animation quite a bit too. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so the, that's real nice. But yeah, it's just I, the cutting, you're cutting the attack in half. And I think this card might suffer from like pull three power of not everyone had you know beast and falcon and stuff like that to test those decks out so as we got deeper into pull three more people got into pull three and pulling those cards i think that definitely bumped this card up a little bit more yeah yeah it's interesting you know my my worry is always is it too much right um is the change too much i don't necessarily think this one will be because i mean you could still i mean with things like all the cards we've talked about uh you know and you throw in agent 13 you throw in cable right there's so many cards that enable collector to be buffed uh especially if you you know if you play him with uh, also like moon girl and if you're able to throw him down on something like a uh, cloning vats or you know sinister london right where he's duplicated on another place on the board, you can still get a lot of power on the board is what I'm trying to say. Um, I just don't think it'll be as overwhelming as it, as it has been sometimes in the past. So interesting. I I'm interested to see if he's left alone after this, I guess. Does that make sense? Right? Like, yeah. Um, I think they, I know they make changes to intend them to be long-term, but I just wonder if this one is a little too much. Well, see, I just, I think it'd be nice. And I think he could stay the way he was, if there was a hate card for it, there's not really an easy way to destroy a two drop. There's not a way to silence it or anything really like, yeah, it, you need something to do with that. I think they really need, um, the, like a uh, remove trigger. text, remove text well, from a card here or something. Well, you make it a new keyword. Cause right now we have on reveal and ongoing. So make it as triggered. This is trigger. So then it'd be like, you can have an enchantress for triggers or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then that opens up design space too. If you can have enablers like a Wong, where it like doubles the triggers and stuff. But you know, make it where you can because I've I really when I first started playing this game, I really liked it a lot. How the interaction was. Oh, I'm playing you know against a lot of this Nova Carnage or whatever. I'll put armor in my deck now and then. Like I did this recently. Um, last patch, I was playing a lot of 
uh, Shang-Chi in uh, my Death Wave deck. And then this patch, it seems like the Enchantress is just a better fit. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. You make, you make a really good point. I mean, it, I think it'll be, um, yeah, uh, I, I guess we'll see. I'll see, I, you know, I know people have asked the exact same question you're saying, right? Like, are you going to add more kind of keywords? And, you know, people have said, how do I, how do I play against collector? Right. So this is kind of their answer to that, um, a nerf, right. But who knows what the future holds as far as opening up other keywords or other kind of archetypes, possibilities, et cetera. So um, up next, we have Colleen Wing, and she kind of uh, is the first of several discard cards that have been reworked. So we'll kind of walk through here. So Colleen we- Wing was a three cost, five power card, and her was ability her ability was to discard the lowest cost card in your hand. She has been changed to a two cost four power card so they've kind of restructured the uh, power and cost levels of three of the discard cards and i think it makes sense um i so i'm just going to dive in and say the other two because i think it'll just be easier to kind of talk about all three of them together hell cow uh was a very strong card uh he was a two power uh, sorry, two cost, six power card that discards two cards. He's been uh, increased cost to four cost. So double the cost to play Hellcow. And, and the reasoning behind this, they, they kind of talk about how there's a lot of decks where obviously discarding two cards, even if they're random, is advantageous. So they, they kind of wanted Colleen Wing to be a lower cost. Uh, you know, she kind of matches the, the cost and power of uh, Lady Sif, but she discards the lowest cost card, and Lady Sif discards the highest cost card. And then the last one that's been reworked is Swordmaster. He's gone from a four cost seven power card to a three cost six power card, and uh, same you know same ability to uh, you know discard one card in your hand. So I think this makes a lot of sense, Lou Munch. I don't know if you agree, disagree, but I think kind of restructuring this right they couldn't just like increase the cost of hellcow and leave the other two alone is my opinion i think it made sense to rework all three of them i agree i think it was smart to just go ahead and restructure it you saw that a two six the discarded two was just way under costed so you want to bring it up but then you're like we got to look at the other cards that have very similar effects so i think restructuring them all now and if you still need to make tweaks down the line, that's fine. But I just don't think they truly understood uh, before closed beta of like how good discard stuff could kind of be. And I think this was just like, okay, we need to rework the whole idea behind it. And I like that. I like the Colleen wing uh, change the most because it makes it feel like more like Lady Sif of like, all right, so I got the big stuff with discard or whatever and Ghost Rider, so I'll get my big guy back. But now you kind of have that same option for smaller cards, for future designs, or either just Swarm. If you're just, you know, yeah. playing it into Swarm every time, like that's two free, three powers. Yeah, no, I think it's a great uh, combo there. Yeah, because, I mean, I'd see people play Colleen Wing, but not a ton. De- definitely the least one I saw played uh, most of the time out of all the discard cards. Um, and I but- think that's why this feels more like a buff. Yes. Because she wasn't seeing as much play. So they were like, well, we'll tend you towards the buff side. Yes. I think this will enable a lot more play. So I think, I I think overall great change. I think this, uh, there's some, like you say, there's some buffs. I mean, Swordmaster too. I mean, sometimes 
I never, whenever I was picking cards for like a discard deck, I'd always usually leave out Swordmaster because I was like, well, he's the, you know, he's the highest cost and it just doesn't feel as good. I mean, yes, he's the most power. I think this uh, makes him an easier include. So essentially looking at the three, it's kind of like, yes, they're lower costs and lower power, but really kind of see them as a buff. Uh, Hellcat, you could obviously see as a nerf with the increased cost. But overall, I think it's a good rebalancing of some of the discard archetypes. So a uh, positive change overall. Hey all, I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about MarvelSnapZone.com. Marvel Snap Zone is a one-stop shop for everything Marvel Snap on the internet. They have new articles nearly every day that cover deck building, strategy, card breakdowns, etc. They have a great collection tracker tool and a decklist builder that works off of that collection tracker so that you can know what decks you can build with your current card collection. They have guides and deck lists for all level of players and all collection level of players. Make sure to go to marvelsnapzone.com and check it out now. Up next, this is an interesting one. Kingpin. Uh, Kingpin before red, on reveal, next turn, destroy cards that move here. Uh, new ability reads, when a card moves here on turn six, destroy it. The developer comment, I want to I read the developer comment on this one. It says, we believe that this update to Kingpin will make his functionality more clear and give more and give players more flexibility in when to play him to capitalize on his payoff. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I have Kingpin. I, I honestly, I, you know, I, when I unlocked him, I played with him a little bit. Haven't used him a ton. They say this adds more flexibility, and I guess that's just because, like, if you miss out on him on the first turn or that you play him, you know, people don't move there or you don't have a card to move cards there. It, like, you still have a chance to use him, I guess, is the logic. I don't know if that's how you're understanding it, but I don't know. This one's a little... Out of all the ones so far, this one's a little the one I didn't see coming the most, and I think it's kind of strange to me. I think that a lot of people probably complained that this card was a little too confusing the way it was worded because it is a very unique-ish effect uh, mm-hmm. to have on something. So I think that's why they're saying that. We're just saying, hey, it makes it more clear on when you can play it and stuff. Because when Bifrost came out, I ran Kingpin a little bit of C, and it was like, wait, hold on. It goes at the end of the turn, so I need to play it the turn before. But like this, and just like trying to figure it out and being like, this does seem overly complicated. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely fair. You're, you're right. I mean, they, they say that, right? They're going to... Uh... Uh, make his functionality more clear. So that makes sense. And I, I mean, it still opens up like you throw down uh, Magneto, turn six, right? And pull people into him. Or, yeah. you know, it's a solid counter against uh, a move deck, right? Um, because, you know, people are planning to pull out, um, of course, now I'm going to forget his name. Um, Heimdall. Heimdall, like on turn six, right? And move their whole board. This makes them second guess that, right? Uh uh, or you flip him on, you know, turn six if you have initiative, and then they're sliding a bunch of cards into him. So, in that way, I, I guess it does. It almost seems like a buff, right? Um, you can kind of leave him on the board as a looming threat, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, definitely. So, um, I've actually played with a, a very small amount. I played one game with it, but I slid it into my arrow deck 
my death wave arrow. And I was like, this, this is perfect. Now if Kingpin's ever going to be good. It's good right now. So yeah. first game, everything perfect. Exactly. How I wanted it. And I go to Kingpin and then I arrow to pull everything into it. Going to just blow up their whole turn six. I'm already winning. So I'll win. And they saw it because they, they, Oh, you played Kingpin. They just played into that lane and beat me. And I was like, oh, nope, still bad because you just see it coming. You just yeah. act accordingly. Oh, this is a big red thing. Stay away from that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, playing into the lane doesn't doesn't cause a problem. So if they can just plug it up, right? If they're playing a yeah. deck where they're going, you know, wide and really flooding the board, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some kind of a zoo deck, right? Like they can easily, by the turn you've played it, they can then throw down one or, you know, a two one cost and a two cost or something, right? And just plug mm-hmm. it up. Um so yeah, um, overall still not, I don't know, it doesn't feel like the most powerful card to like, it's obviously a, a, I mean, you can play it with cards that you force your opponent to move, but also it's like a counter to the move archetype, but still feels like it's not quite there as far as some other counters to other archetypes, right? Yeah, like, it's, like it's, it doesn't fill up to par yet. That, yet. Right? Yeah, it doesn't fill up to par yet. I, yeah. I don't think this is the correct fix. And also another thing, like, I mean, maybe they didn't have the design tools for it or, you know, to make it pull it off in game, but the moves here on turn six, that's feels limiting too. Why not say last turn? So it can work with, um, uh, yeah. With magic. TVA, and with, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, oh, yeah. TVA too. Yeah. 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 So, so it would work just with all that. So, uh, if you're gonna change it, you know, make make it like that a little more flexible. Well, I guess I, maybe the confusion. I I totally hear what you're saying. Like, I guess the confusion is like, what if magic flips on five or on six? But first, they're moving something, right? Or you force them to move because you have initiative. But then it's not the last turn anymore. Mm-hmm. I it could be it was the last turn. It was going to be the last turn until obviously the location changed, right? Yeah. And now there's a turn seven. But I guess that could be just a little confusing right um, yeah it's it's a it's definitely a difficult design choice i think it might be one of the ones they just need to rework i know they try to find small fixes or changes but that might just have to be completely reworked yeah almost if there was like a card like pink kingpin or if kingpin became it where it's a lower cost and it and it destroys one card that's moved there or something it doesn't have to destroy all right but it's like a one or two cost card or something right yeah, you, that, you just make it a trigger where it's like the first thing that moves gets killed. So yeah. You, you can play around with Nightcrawler, move it before you move something else and stuff like that. Yeah. So so interesting for sure. We talked about about Kingpin a lot more than I thought we would, but yeah, <laughs> I, definitely some interesting thoughts there. Um, well, next one, I know you're going to now be a Lizard believer, right? Um, Lizard has been changed from a two-cost four-power card to a two-cost five-power card. He still has that legit ability where if your opponent has four cards there, he gets minus three power. Um, I don't know. Are you playing this now? Um, I've actually messed around with a little bit, like two, five, and ways to buff them and stuff like that. Uh, Like, definitely had them before kind of, you know, as a fun thing to mess around with. But, yeah, I I don't still don't think this is quite the answer. But, I mean, I get it. Not every card has to be played, like, legit like playable competitively and i think a different strategy you can do it but like lizard doesn't need to be on that heap like there's plenty of other cards some cards just got to be a little more down the the power scale so i think that's just what lizard is is he's cool especially like a beginner card 
you start figuring out like things. Oh, I can play this with uh, Spectrum and get plus out of it and stuff like that. So I think yeah. it's it, it plays its role very good, but it's not like something they're trying to push it to be competitive. Yeah, good point. I mean, and obviously you could do kind of a you you throw them down so your opponent's gonna plug up that location. And maybe it's just a distraction, right? Yeah, like a decoy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a decoy, and or you could pull out Electra late in the game and destroy, you know, one of their cards on turn six. So they think they're going to get the nerf of power on you, but they don't. I mean, there's there is some some things there, right? But um, I mean, whenever I see Lizard, normally I know it's a bot that I play. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's usually one of the uh, variant Lizard arts, and it's you know anyway. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. Well, got two more cards here to talk about. Uh, this is one that I'm just looking at the the patch notes here in Discord, and a lot of people have reacted to this one. Uh, Nakia. Uh, we've seen lots of changes to uh, Okoye, right? Uh, we've seen a co- two different changes to Okoye up to this point, but Nakia has now been changed. So old text was on reveal, give all cards in your hand plus two power. New text reads, on reveal, give two cards in your hand, plus two power. Uh, I want to read the developer comment on this. Nakia had the potential to give massive amounts of power that players could reliably play out by using low-cost cards. We are nerfing the number of cards she will buff in order to keep this ability in check. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, You think this was... Do you think this is the right answer? Do you think this was sufficient? Do you think this is too much? Um, this is a big change. It might be a little too much. I, I do think Nakia was one of the most overplayed cards uh, recently. And so I think something needed to be done, but this might be a little too much. Like, I just don't see, like, I mean, I guess she's definitely going to see less play. Like, I felt like almost every deck, everything that you ran, you'd run Nakia in it for just those stats on your all your guys is just was really good. So yeah. I think this this hurts it a lot, and I'm not sure how effective they want that to be. But I mean, you're just definitely gonna see less play now. Yeah, yeah, it might go it might go too far in the other direction. I almost so they've changed how it works, and you could almost like if they needed to buff it up a little bit more, maybe you say give three cards in your hand plus two power, right? So I mean, yeah. they they could tweak it a little further without too much uh, hassle. Um. Uh. But two is maybe a good place to start. But I think it's gonna. I think she's gonna really dip off um, in play, like you say, and that may influence kind of like a, you know, uh, you know, we've already seen precedents of them being willing to change a card more than once. You know, two patches in a row with a Koye, right? Uh, in the past, so could see another change here. I think I think it was just maybe just a titch too much. I think it definitely she needed a change, right? I, I mean, like you said, I mean any kind of Sarah or zoo deck or, you know, Kazar deck where you have a lot of one cost or two cost cards and you throw Nakia down on turn three or four or five, even uh, you're getting huge, huge power buff uh, late in the game. Right. Um, so I think she needed it, but this maybe is a little bit too much uh, in the nerf direction, but we will see, we'll see what happens in the long term. Up next, uh, Rescue. You know, I think we all expected a change to come to Rescue, but like you've been saying in past episodes and this episode, I think Rescue being a pool three card is one of those ones where it's like, well, is it good or bad? We can't really say until we have the data of enough people unlocking Rescue to see, one, do they play with Rescue? 
And two, when they do, like what are the win rates? What are the cube rates, et cetera? So rescues old text was uh, five cost, five power on reveal. If you play a card here next turn, plus five power. The new is it's a four cost, four power card, same ability on reveal. If you play a card here next turn, plus five power. So obviously they're buffing her through a, a lower cost to play. So it's like you don't have to take up your whole turn five playing her, right? But honestly, I just still feel like, I don't know. I almost feel like, and I'm not a game designer, right? But like, I'm like, well, maybe if it's like a four, four and on real, if you play a card here next turn plus six or something, I don't know, right? Um, that would put her in like Typhoid Mary, like cost and power, right? But without obviously the negative side, but you're forced to play a card there, which gives your opponent a read. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I feel like I, I would still ever really put rescue in a deck. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I've seen her get play a little bit. I was watching her streamer play and, uh, with, and four, nine still just not good enough for the play. And I don't think she's, she's a four, nine. If someone says, Oh, but she's a four, nine now. Well, she's not even the best four, nine. Have you played Warpath? Yeah. Like, so I, I think, yeah, I mean, maybe three, three. Keep going. I mean, why not? Maybe yeah. a three eight. We'll make it work. Yeah, that that's an interesting. That I mean, it's, you say that, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds better, right? Like, uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that just feels better just thinking about that. So, I still think they need to play around with rescue a little bit more. I don't expect much people to start using rescue. So, um, other than the odd, okay, maybe there's a, a featured location that plays well, right? With on reveals, doubling, right? There, there's things like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, but other than that, um, I think rescue will still kind of be on the sidelines. So, you know, the hope and dream is that every card is viable in some kind of deck, right? Um, yeah. And some, some deck doesn't have to be the craziest deck or the best deck or anything, but just as long as it kind of functionally works in a deck and I don't think rescue has one of those. Yeah. Well, those are the cards. Um, the card changes overall. What, what's your feeling this time, Luke Muncher? I would say I am. Um, I think there was a couple less than last time, and I think there's uh, some really interesting things here. I'd say, like, if I had to rate myself, my uh, how how good I feel about it on a scale of one to ten, ten being high, I'd probably put myself around a seven or eight. I think this is a pretty decent patch. Yeah, I think I would definitely put it like a six just because I do like this patch. I like the collector change. I mean, cause just because it was played in a lot of decks too, like I, it might be too much, but let's see what it is. Let's see how powerful it still is. And then so collector and then the rework of the discards and um, Nakia all kind of fit in my head in the same thing of all stuff I like. I like to see the discard changes all at once. Let's figure out that new math that you're going to do on the cost of everything for cards like that. And then Nakia just need to be changed, just played in so many decks. And so I, I like that, but I don't like the buffs. And I think the buffs are one of the things that's been very interesting about them too. We've talked about it before that it's really cool that they showed that they wanted to buff cards and really see what, well, they could push up that, you know, seeing lower play and stuff. But I just, these buffs don't really seem too great. Other than, like I said, the discard stuff. And then, uh, I mean, you know, Rescue, Lizard, Kingpin. They just, they just all feel like misses. 
And so yeah. I just would like to see them if they're going to continue to try to do this. And maybe they, they're scared they're going to mess up too much. But I think that's the beauty of a digital card game is that you can change things as needed. You don't print something and it's like that forever and really hard to change. Yeah, this no, you can just change no reprint. Yeah. yeah, so just test out more buffs. And if something's a little, you buff something a little bit too much, bring it back down. Like, just yeah. I'd like to see them experiment a little bit more. Cause, like, you know, the, I'm not happy with these, but if we got three or four more of other cards that's seeing underplay, then maybe I'd be excited because I get to try seven new cards. But now it's like, uh, two, three cards. Yeah, I'm not. Gotta go try Lizard. <laughs> go, go build a Lizard deck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I feel like there's nothing kind of like uh we, we felt really good about scorpion last patch right um that yes. changed right he, he lowered cost and power but like all of a sudden it felt like whoa you can like throw scorpion in a deck right and a lot of people saw that and there was a couple like that last time so uh nothing quite that level this time but but i guess that's the nature of having a patch right now every two to three weeks right uh not everyone's going to be like wow this is like this is completely changes everything so uh, yeah, uh, maybe a little less hype than last time, but but definitely uh, some things worth noting here. So um, just want to cover the other changes mentioned here in the patch notes. Uh, Jane Foster has been added to pool three. Uh, again, if you, you know, if you had an account during the time of Nexus events, you uh, upon updating your app, uh, you will get her unlocked automatically. She'll just be in your collection. Uh, but she's been added to pool three for anybody that starts an account after uh, this patch. Uh, Wave has been added to Pool 3. So previously, Wave was only attainable during her season pass. Now, anybody can unlock Wave. So that's really cool. Um, so, you know, we may even see some more Wave play now that more people will be able to unlock Wave as a card. And then Jane Foster can now appear from effects to add random cards such as Agent 13 or X-Mansion. So they're just kind of keeping with that pattern of, you know, when cards are added or or, or they're in a season pass, um, you know, they're added to the random effects. So... Overall, an interesting patch. A um, little bit less to talk about than last time. Um, but definitely, we obviously wanted to have this conversation. We wanted to cover, give our thoughts. Um, so um, just as we're closing out here, Loot Muncher, I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for always being willing to jump on here and, and help out with these. Uh, you know, I know the, the listeners love hearing your thoughts on the patch notes. Uh, before we go, I want to give you a second. Again, just tell the listeners where they can follow you. Tell them about QBrush and how they can how they can watch that how they can participate in that okay so uh for myself uh, you can find me on twitch and twitter at loot muncher zero and then uh so qbrush is a really cool thing that we've done with a a lot of really cool content creators for this game on twitch is we pull everyone together and we we just did a tag team one so we had four teams of two we did an eight man they started off as like four um so we're just trying things out seeing what you know everyone likes to do and what people like to watch and so we've done those we do them every wednesday uh 6 30 eastern center time uh, we try to do one every wednesday and then we have done a few other ones at different time slots too but uh for getting into it if you're a streamer that wants to be a part of it you can find me on uh discord or you can reach out to me when i'm streaming or you can whisper me on uh twitch you know whatever just let me know and we'll get you into the discord so where we make all our announcements when we're looking for players and stuff awesome yeah i mean 
super fun to watch. I finally, you know, last time we talked, I, I hadn't really been able to catch one yet, but I've been able to catch the last couple, uh, at least parts of them. And it's been definitely fun to watch. And uh, a lot of them have come down to the wire. So if you like watching stuff live that can get intense and uh, great competition, then make sure to check out QBrush uh, on Twitch. Um, with that being said, uh, listeners, just want to say thank you again for listening. And just want to, you know, give that call one more time. Make sure to go to marvelsnapzone.com. Check out the website. A lot of cool things going on there. There's articles, videos being posted. Uh, Make sure to create an account so you can use the great uh, deck building tools, et cetera. And uh, one thing I wanted to shout out specifically is that they are doing a content creator program. They're accepting applications and signups for that. If you're wanting to, you know, grow your... um, your user base as a content creator and you're wanting to partner with somebody, uh, Marvel Snap Zone is taking on people uh, to partner with. So make sure to check that out. Make sure to join the Discord, uh, the Marvel Snap Zone Discord to learn more about that. With all that being said, thank you for listening and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast written recorded, produced, and hosted by Michael Thurman. Thanks for listening.